Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. We have a great, great interviewee today. We have Danielle from Danny Fit. Say hi, Danielle. Hey. Hey. So again, I never want to mess up somebody's story. I never want to ruin their bio or, or introduction because often when we're recording these podcasts, just like you guys, I'm meeting these entrepreneurs for the very first time. So we're going into this raw or, or uh, really just uh, learning about each other's business here. So that being said, if it's okay with you, Danielle, knowing none of your accolades, by the way, basically, I want you to brag about yourself. What should we know about you and, uh, and your entrepreneurial experience and what you do? Okay, I can do the factual stuff first. So I've been doing this for the past seven years, training, nutritional coaching, personal training, exercise industry, if you will. I did not go to school for this. I graduated from UB. I did win my pro card in natural bodybuilding and natural muscle. I have state records for deadlift, squat, and bench. They're probably broken by now, but I was one of the first few girls to break some records in um, some natural powerlifting. I was a keynote speaker for a Boss Babes event. I graduated from UBCEL program, the entrepreneur program. I won a grant from 43 North, Ignite Buffalo this past summer. I, some awesome, awesome things wow. that have happened right? Like to me, business wise, but I also have three kids. I'm happily married. You know that there's that whole side too. But I think the thing I'm most happy to brag about is being honest and being a real person. I wake up just like everyone else having to work on my mental health, my physical health. I am, I'm nothing special. You know, I am just like you. And so I'm proud to be able to be honest and real with people. And I'm, you know, we don't sell any products. My, my business is completely based off of being authentic and there's no corporation behind me, no sales pitch, no multi-level marketing. Um, it's just something that we don't do. So I'm, I think that's probably the thing I'm most proud about as far as bragging rights. That's actually really cool. Now, so where'd you go to school for you at UB for? Communication. Communication. Okay. So what, when did you sit there and say, by the way, how have you, how long have you um, opened Danny Fit? How long have you been here? Seven years. Seven years. Okay, cool. And so what got you into like being a business owner? When did like, when did this idea come about and how did I get, how did that, how did Danny Fit get started? I always wanted to be a business owner. Like as a kid, I was setting up banks, playing store, lemonade stand. Like I didn't have time for Barbies and that kind of stuff. Like I was always like, how am I going to make money? How am I going to you know, buy my own car and pay my insurance. And I was always a worker and a hustler. I worked a gazillion jobs. Um, I was an employee. I had bosses. And I always wanted to be a business owner. I could not figure out what in what way I could do that, how, what kind of business can I own? What can I lead? Where can I be a leader? And it was fitness that took me there. Fitness that was that ship for me to be a business owner and be a leader. Yeah. So it started at a young age. 
Yeah, yeah. Being a business owner and being an entrepreneur, yeah, I love shiny things. I even have a hard time now, you know, or you see a job posting or you see an opportunity. It's like, oh, let me jump on that or let me buy that or let me invest in this. And it's like, okay, no, you got to slow your roll. Yeah, so she's a family now, right? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) totally different with a family. But um, yeah, definitely entrepreneur spirit at heart where it's hard to say no to things. Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. And so tell me about your 43 North experience. So, you know, I've heard a lot about that. Yeah. And I've heard of CEO a lot, by the way. We're actually interviewing, uh, uh, is it Tom Albrecht? Yes. We're we're interviewing in three weeks. Oh, awesome. So for those, stay tuned for that. But yeah, yeah, so tell us about your 43 North experience. Like, what is that? I've heard of it, but tell me your experience from it. And how did you win it? Like, you know, how did that all go down? My mom tagged me in a post online and said, hey, you should apply for this grant. Uh, We were thinking about expanding into our uh, second room. And at the time, I was also six months pregnant. And I won the grant actually like nine months pregnant <laughs> and except it was, it was insane. So your water burst in two different ways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, actually he was two weeks late. So it was like waiting forever, yeah. but it was scary. It was a two minute. We had to pitch. We had two minutes to pitch about our business, why we should have the grant, how we're going to impact Buffalo. Are we going to be able to employ, you know, anyone? It, it was just, it was insane. It was in the summer. So it was like really hot and it was very fast. So as soon as if you got in and you applied, um, it was like, okay, see you next week for a two minute pitch. Be ready. Did you have to go on stage for that or just be in front of a group of people? We had to do it. It was in front of a group of people. It was at the ECC campus downtown. It was very scary. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done um, because it's people you've never met before and you know that they have a bunch of money that they're just going to give away to people. Kind of like our local version of Shark Tank. Yeah, yes, that's what it felt like. And there was a panel of five people that you've never seen before. When I walked in, the mayor was there and he was like, hey, can I sit down on your interview? And I'm like, whatever, sure. Like at this point, whatever, you know, like just go in. Just broadcast it live at this point. Yeah, yeah, like just, it's fine. And so it was just, it was like almost an out of body experience. So so this is, this was for Danny Fit or for a different thing? For Danny Fit. Okay, so we're not gonna ask, uh, I know you're not gonna do it perfect because I'm putting you on the spot right now, but what's your two minute pitch that you gave him? Or in the shorter version, if you want to, or you know, Danny Fit is a place where people start. Our success is based off of being authentic and real, and not everyone can just hop on a bike next to a zillion size zero girls and find their way or find their journey on health. And we are the place like that in Buffalo, and. I can't remember now. <laughs> I, yeah, I know because you rehearsed. This was this was what eight this years was, ago, or no? This was this year. This okay. was this past summer. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. you, so you were pitching a business that already was in business. Yes. Okay. Pitching to win a grant for this business. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So what made you want to do that? Well, we were expanding to okay. the next room, and why not? Why wouldn't I want yeah. twenty five thousand dollars for my business? So yeah, sure. and the stipulations are, if I remember correctly, you have to stay in New York, right? Yeah. And what were the other stipulations? We have to participate as much as we can in the programs that they offer. They have different lectures and things like that on ways to help your business. Um, you need to provide some financial information to them, and I think they have a certain number of people you need to employ as well. Okay. Um, I was wondering about that. Is is it good that you had to work out of the building, I was told? Is that not true? Work out of the building. Like the, where 423 North is, I guess you would say, not station. No? Okay. I I heard wrong then. And I don't know, you might want to cut this out. I don't know how many stipulations there really were. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I don't think there's yeah, no worries. But, I'm, I'm just warning. Yeah. Curious cat here over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, I think, I believe they are doing it every year. So it's something to look into. Mm-hmm. I do know a lot of businesses apply. So I'm lucky that I got in. Many of the businesses were in downtown. So I'm lucky that I'm a Southtown's person that won yeah. know, one of the grants. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, congrats on that. Thank you. Even it's a year Thank later. You. Somebody took funny. me seriously. Like, it was <laughs> really, it felt good because it's, I don't know, 43 North is like a, the real deal. Yeah. You know, and they were like, yeah, we're going to give you some money. It's like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. And it's so yeah. cool that you were um, a, I guess you would say, a graduate of the CEL yes. program and VP. Yes. That's so cool. That helped me big time. I mean, preparing a two minute speech to get out who I am, what I do, what our business is, and why they should pick me. That, I mean, that year of UB CEL under my belt helped immensely. Yeah. Huge. That's so cool. Yeah. So, do you think 43 North was your biggest risk as a business owner? Or do you think, like, what do you think your biggest risk you ever took in the seven years of opening Danny Fit? Biggest risk. Where you were like, man, this is a big step. Or, you know, or maybe it was when it was expanded because you got the grant. But just, uh, you know, like for someone's like, you know what, moving from here to there. Or, you know, taking on these types of employees or whatever it was. Like the biggest risk, you're like, whoa, this is taking a risk. Or... I don't know about this, but I feel like I should do it. Anything like any stories of that? Nature? Yeah, uh, we invested in bungee. We decided to do a bungee class, and it was something that was a fad for sure. Everyone, you know, as a fitness industry business, something happens online. Hey, you should do this. You should do this. There's like a YouTube video that goes viral about bungee jumping fitness. Everyone's tagging me, throwing it on my page. I'm like, holy liability! This looks crazy. But then we got to the point where we won the grant. We have the extra room coming. There's time. We have some money. We can try to invest it. It seems risky, but you know what? Let's just try it. Let's throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. It sounds like people are going to be really excited about it. Sign up for it. There's nowhere else in Buffalo that has it. Uh, we did it, and it totally flopped. It totally Nobody's doing it. Well, that's, no, yeah. It's a bummer, but it's okay. You know, you have to have those bummers and fails to realize, like, to grow from them. Because how are you going to grow if you don't have those failures? Yeah, and any entrepreneur, especially a top uh, entrepreneur, you know, we've we've all made some crazy mistakes. And yeah. we've had some really cool stories in this podcast so far. So feel yeah. free to share whatever you feel comfortable feeling sharing. Yeah. Feel comfortable sharing. But so anyways, so with so much competition today, in the fitness field, you know, yeah. nutritional, because, you know, you can take a course online. A lot of people can say they're this, but it doesn't mean yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, not, I'm not downgrading that saying that, you know, if they're listening to this. But my, my, my point is, with so much competition today, you know, how do you how do you stand above that? How, you know, how do you get through that? You have to be real. You have to be yourself and be real. You have to be authentic with people. You have to build some personal relationships. You have to work on connecting with them on another level other than just the physical as far as being in the fitness industry. How did you get clients starting? Did you just kind of work out of a small space and yeah. then move here? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was in Armour, if you know what that is. Um, it was, I was renting a space from a friend. I was teaching a couple classes a week. And it just grew from there. But in the beginning, you know, I had this class. I I knew it was good. I I liked teaching it. I thought I could really motivate people to want to work out because it was fun. It didn't feel like working out. It was something different. Um, It was cardio hip hop. And I started doing the class and I know I know the two the first class I had I had three people come and I cried all the way home thinking like this is never gonna work. This is stupid. (laughs) This is dumb. 
And I kept showing up. I kept showing up to the classes I booked, promoting it. The best, Facebook was my thing at that time, pushing it as hard as I could. Weeks would go by and there would maybe be one person or there'd be a class where nobody would come. And I literally would sit in the studio and just cry. Or I would drive home and cry. Or I'd wake up and be like, I don't want to go anymore. This is dumb. Like, I don't know why I'm trying to start this business. Like, this is really. So was it a really slow slow climb? Or was it like all of a sudden like, a year later or six months later, six, six days months. later, and six all of a sudden, months. boom, it's just something. What yep. do you think that light switch was? It just, do you think it was just because of not giving not up? Like okay. you just have to keep going. Not giving up was what I think did it. People started talking about it and it takes time to talk about mm-hmm. it. It takes time to get the word out, the right word out. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you, for when people genuinely like what you're doing or like coming to you or like your service, it takes some time for that process to happen for the word of mouth to actually come back to you and have yeah. new people come to you. And, and you know, the, the old phrase is you have to hear it seven times before you really see yeah. it here twice. But I think it's more because we have so much white noise today. We're so distracted. So, yeah. yeah so that being said, like what made you not give up? Because I, I love the authentic, you know, the being genuine. So what made you not give up? You know, because, you know, how many times can we cry on the way home? How many times right, can we right. have this? So what, what, yeah. what, honestly, what kept you going? I, my daughter, I know people say they're kids, mm-hmm. but she really was, she was it for me. I had to, I wanted to be a good example. I wanted, I knew I wanted to be a business owner and do my own thing, you know, and I, didn't want to just give up because what would I want to tell her if she was in my situation? I would tell her to keep going. So I wanted her to see that, like, if you don't give up and you really believe in something that you can make it happen, you, you're in charge, you're in charge of your life, you're in charge, your control of everything. So if you don't want this business to work, if you think it won't, it probably won't. Hmm. Your mind plays so much into what you can and can't do. That's good. Yeah. So, so let me switch the conversation around a little bit. So you gave a talk at the Boss Babe Conference. Yeah. So talk, like, where was that? What happened? How did that get? Uh, that, was, um, that was a big step for me. I um, went into, the topic was fear. Um, and luckily I had some beer in me. It was at resurgence. <laughs> it was at resurgence at nine o'clock in the morning and it loosened me up a little bit. But I talked about fear and my that was the first time I really publicly told my story of uh, how I got here. And yes, you've heard the mo- majority part of it, of the business part and, you know, crying on the way home and mm-hmm. whatever. But I was previously married to someone that was not good for me. And it was mainly about that relationship, getting out of it and moving forward through it, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I was married to someone who was completely controlling didn't believe in me, didn't support me with the business. Everything bad that you would think in a marriage was that. I I was uh, I had a baby before we got married. I thought that was the right thing. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to be together for this child and, you know, just wing it. His beliefs were very much so, I am a woman. I need to be home. I need to be making dinner. And then that's what I do. You know, women don't start businesses. Women don't have jobs. Yeah, very old school traditional thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, this is, I guess this is what I have to do and and I'll I'll just do it. And it is what it is. But I, I, it only took... A matter of time where I was like, I can't do this. Wow. <laughs> I can't. This is now. in me. Yeah. Like, and I tell this story and people are like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no. Like, how do you think I got here? I wasn't just like, ploop, you're going to motivate people. Like, it's just, you had to have, I had to have that darkness to be, have this light. And it was, again, my daughter where if she was in this relationship, what would I tell her? I would be like, what are you doing? Like, you got to get out. So getting out of it and admitting 
all of that and being real with it was what was uh, huge for me. Mm, I like that. And I'm writing all, I'm writing some of this stuff down because sure. I, I, lo- I love it. So just letting you know, I'm not texting people. I'm writing this stuff down. Oh, no, down. no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I have probably a lot of it written down in different articles and things like that, too, that I can give to you. Yeah. Hey, really quick. If you love what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review and rate it. It takes 10 seconds, but it means so much to me. Let others know about it. If you know a Western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed, please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. Yeah. So that being said, before we move into some like questions and, you know, some learning here, is there anything else you want to talk about your story at all that maybe I missed or maybe I didn't get a chance to touch on? I don't think so. I think I got most of it out. Okay. So I want to make sure. Yeah. So I want to make sure everyone knows your story because it's a great story. Yeah. So I want to make yeah. sure that I'm not missing anything out here. But who, so that being said, when you, obviously the, 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 the ex-husband had this, you know, this idea of what you should do, uh-huh. like, so what were some of the biggest influencers for you to go for it, to break out of that and to really start this amazing business that you're running around? Like, what were some of the biggest influencers in your life? Honestly, this Danny Fit place turned into a therapy therapy place for me. You know, a gym is very much so therapy for people. You know, a lot of people, when they get divorced, they hit the gym hard because that's just what they do. They want to feel better about themselves. But this place turned into that for me. Yes, it's my business. I'm running my business. But I, I had no other options. Like, I needed to support myself and my daughter and make this work because I cannot continue one more second living a, my life like that, that this is it. So what do I need to do to get closer to supporting myself, supporting my daughter and, you know, sustaining a happier life or or being happy or doing what I want, you know? So that's really what motivated me coming. There are definitely times I didn't want to come to class or teach or be here, but having the community here that kind of just started evolving into this, this thing was what drove me and helped me stay on path to what I really wanted. Mm. So you're a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of like I'm the same way. I'm at my best when the back's against the wall. I I know it sounds weird, but that's just when I'm at my best. Yeah. If there's some, I was, I was not myself for a long time. I, I gave up. I, I gave in. I, you know, quieted who I thought I should be for a long time because of like societal views. Like you shouldn't have sex before marriage. You shouldn't have a baby before you're married. Now that you did it, you need to get married to make it right. I don't know who told me that or why I thought that, but there was just that pressure of like, I needed to make it right. Mm -hmm. And once I stopped thinking of that and like broke out and like realized like, no, this is not who I am. Yeah. And you become true to yourself. It's super scary, which seems weird that you're, it's scary to be who you really are. Once you do that, it's just so freeing and so empowering. And then you can really excel and like move on to who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like I really feel like the universe makes you uncomfortable to a point where you need to change directions if you're not going the right way. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. And I think it's, 
so cool that, again that, that you just you overcame over that because so many times we can play the scoreboard game you know not just a lot of people but with our own mind like well I did this or I did this wrong it's like well I did more good than bad and it's just it's a game we can never win yeah. and it never fulfills the way it is and I think that's so cool that you empowered yourself so you know when people you asked me for this interview you're like hey what's your book about it's basically how imperfect I am yeah and yeah. and we can really embrace our authentic and perfect self because yes. I embrace that like hey yeah. you don't have to have it all together to feel empowered in yeah. fact if you have it all together I'm going to call you out on it yeah and yeah. So, so I think that's so cool that you're unapologetically you yeah and you've you've broken through that yeah or you have to be fearlessly you like I was really scared of being myself I was really scared of being a leader or being a mom that works or being in shape or being you know who I really wanted to be and yeah, I can have a job and be a good mom. Like, it doesn't mean I want to be that. And I was scared to be that because someone told me that wasn't right. So when you get past that fear of being yourself, it's just, it's, I don't even, I can't even put a word on it. Like no, but you can feel it. Yeah, you, you can, can feel it. You know, everything, you know, in your gut is just right. And like having that feeling of something not right or putting away something or quieting something, or it's just, it's a terrible, awful thing in your mind to have mm. to like put yourself on the back burner, you know, like it, it'll eat you alive. Yeah, I agree. So to switch gears, because believe it or not, we only have 10 minutes left. Oh, okay. So that being said, so what do you think the biggest thing you struggle with as an entrepreneur is um, or struggled with? Um, and what problem would you like seeing, like, what problem do you see often in, in the, in the business world that you're like, you know, what? I really wish we could solve this problem. So the first question is, what do you struggle with, uh, with most as a business owner? Uh, balance. Uh, and you'll hear Tom from CEL will always say there is no such thing. If you're a business owner, there is no such thing as work-life balance. Like mm -hmm. deal with it. There is no balance. I agree with him. So I think as a mother, um, I have three children and when I'm not home with them, I feel guilty when I'm working. And then when I am with them, I feel guilty that I'm mm -hmm. leaving my business because my business is my baby too. Yep. So it's sharing that. That's good. Going back and forth. I don't really, I, I hate listening to that that word from Tom of like, there is no balance. I'm like, yes, there is. There has to be balance somewhere. <laughs> like it's gotta be somewhere, especially in a fitness industry. Like it's kind of like a lifestyle business. Like it can, you can make it part of your life, you mm -hmm. know? And, but, and, you know, and just to add on to that, like, yeah, I understand it because, well, people think sometimes work-life balance and mostly, you know, take family out if you don't mind for a second. Yeah. It's like, we don't want balance, we want satisfaction, but in the end, we want to make sure we have satisfaction from our business and our family, right? Right. So right. often, like, it's delegating things we can't, you know, we don't have to, like, folding towels, doing things, cleaning, all those other things. But, you know, my, my friend Isaac Toplin talked about, like, or even John Vroman, they say things like they integrate their business with their family. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's so cool. It's like they're teaching them, like, how to do the hard things, how to do things when you're not... You know, do integrity first, being in your, yeah. in your case, being authentic. So yeah. I think it's cool. So thank you for saying that. Thank you yeah. for talking. Cause I bet you a lot of people are like, preach, yeah. <laughs> you know, preach. Yeah. And what problem do you think you see in business that you're like, you know what? And if you don't know the answer, don't worry about it. Cause I'm putting you on I the spot, one. but what, yeah, do you have, what, what problem do you see in business these days? Um, how businesses, I guess, specifically competition are nasty to each other, hmm. how ruthless people can be. The, um, the dirty commercials, the dirty ads, the the 
Facebook posts and Instagram posts about how much better they are than their competition. I think that is like the worst marketing thing you can do ever. Mm -hmm. Yes, mudslinging. It's terrible, especially in the fitness industry, because there's always a new place, a new trainer opening up, you know, it's it's everywhere it's like i always think of like the mattress industry too like they're pretty bad too but what what is that doing for your business by speaking negatively about someone else like why you could spend your time so much better doing something else positive for yourself or for your business or for your clients like putting out goodness instead of just being kind you know like everyone who owns a business or is working for something is is working hard and they're doing it for a reason. They're providing for themselves, their their family, whatever it is. So like taking a whack at someone's business or taking a whack at someone else's livelihood, like what does that say about you? You know, yeah, like, it's kind of like do you have like to, let's just stop and just like lift yeah. each other up and promote yeah, each other yeah. instead of the garbage and the smack talk. And if anything, it shows insecurity, yeah, uh, and yeah. instability. But yeah, so that being said. What tips do you have for entrepreneurs that uh, just in general that you're like, you know what, if I could say this to the entrepreneurial world, especially in Western New York, yeah, you know, what do you think that you would say if you were given a microphone and you're like, ah, hey, you know, whatever you want to say. To entrepreneurs? Yeah. I, I would just say, let's work on this together. Like we're all in this together. We all have the same problems, whether you are a $100,000 a year business or a million dollar company, we all face the same problems. And that's something I think I learned mainly in that UBCEL program, because I was there with, you know, a wide range of businesses. And whether you're in the service industry or restaurant business or selling products, it's all the same problems. So why don't we just get together on it and figure it out together mm-hmm. and use each other together instead of being against each other? That's good. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. It's so fine. <laughs> well, that out. Um, but that's good. So any other, so <laughs> as, as a, you know, being in the fitness world, what's the biggest question you get often that you just get like asked constantly how do i lose weight i lose weight (laughs) how do i lose weight (laughs) how do i what's the quickest way i can lose weight yeah and then what's one question you wish they would ask you um i don't know i would have to think about that yeah no worries at all because so for the people that we can we can come back to that but yeah for the first question like i'm sure you have an answer already built in for being asked it so often yeah um, I guess it depends if you, I have a plan, like I can tell you like the hardcore stuff. If you, if you're looking to lose weight, like quick, like you have a wedding, you have an event, you're trying to win a contest or something. Sure. I can give you some plans. They're probably not healthy. Mm-hmm. When you're done, you're going to gain it back. This is not a way to sustain your life, mm-hmm. but if you need it, sure. This is how you can do it. It's not the best way to do it, but it can get mm-hmm. the job done. Mm-hmm. And then it really comes down to if, why are you trying to lose weight? Like what is, what's behind it? Are you trying to lose, like, like I said, are you trying to lose weight to get pregnant? Are you trying to lose weight because you have an event? Or are you actually trying to get beyond the weight problem Mm -hmm. and make this a lifestyle where you don't have to be constantly looking for the next diet or the next trend and how to lose the weight and going back and forth and having off days and on days. And, you know, like, do you want to just actually make a like lifestyle change where that's something that you kind of do for life instead of the yo-yo stuff? 
No, that's good. So, but by the way, Danielle, if someone wants to get a hold of you, they're like, you know, I really appreciate this. Yeah. I, I connect with her. And yeah, so Bailey, where are you, for the listeners, where are you located? I know, I know we're in your building. We're in but. Woodlawn. Uh, so we are pretty much across from the steel plant in Woodlawn, which is also can be called Blaisdell, uh, the south side of Buffalo, or Hamburg, I okay. guess you could say. Good, yeah, so right make sure people five. know where you are. Yep. Because location does matter in the fitness, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so. I don't know, if you're really good, people will just drive to you where Talk you are. You. Yeah. Cool. And so if someone wants to get a hold of you, like what's, you know, whatever you feel comfortable giving over the air, what's the best way someone can contact you if they still have questions and they have questions to you or just want to connect with you? Yeah, best thing is Facebook or Instagram. Okay. So and it's um, Danny Fit Buffalo. Danny Fit Buffalo. Okay, mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that we yep. have it because you spell one name, you know, one you know letter wrong. It's, right, right. It's Danny there. Fit Buffalo. Cool. So that being said, um, before we actually let you go here, is there something that you want to talk about at all? You're like, you know what? I really want to say this, but I didn't have enough time to say that. Or maybe it was in the back of your mind earlier. But Yeah, we I could. Um, we are building a fitness park outside at the Nike base in Hamburg. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, it's kind of like Lakeview area, mm-hmm. but there isn't any in the South Towns. Uh, I went to one in Skinny Atlas once. It's this beautiful outdoor fitness park that has different structures that like an adult fitness playground, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's different structures where you can do different exercises. It's all intertwined with a big walking path. Um, and we don't have any of those in South Towns. So for the past five years, I've been fundraising to build this park. Mm. Um, again, it was one of those things where it, it took so much longer than I thought, but we started on a mission. We finally finished it uh, this past January, raising enough money, and it is being built in the spring. Um, it's going to be completely free, open to the public. We hope to have different workouts there for free again. Um, just a way to get people out and moving and making a mark on this community that we can be proud of and that's Everyone cool. was part of it, you know. That's cool. And you know what's so funny to say Skinny Atlas because the person I interviewed yesterday for the podcast is yeah. from Skinny Atlas. Oh, really? That's We go weird. to the odds, right? Yeah, you know, so that, yeah. That's ironic. It's that, beautiful there. It's insane. Yeah. So what made you want to fundraise that? Uh, I wanted to do something. I wanted to give back to this community because it, I've gotten so much out of it at this past seven years. And I, I grew up in Hamburg. I'm from Hamburg. And I thought it would be really cool to have something like this built and a that's place cool. to go. Yeah. Cool. So, hey, again, thank you so much because I know you're busy being, being a, a mom and a wife and running yep. a business. So thank you so Love much it. for being a part of this. I yeah. really do. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's awesome. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.